Hello, and welcome back to the Parent Cafe podcast. I am Allie. And I'm Sarah. And we are joined today by Shauna from Sleepy Mountain Consulting. Shauna, hello. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me. I, no I really appreciate you guys inviting me to come in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, um, like you said, my name's Shauna. I am a mom. I am an ultrasound tech. Um, I live in Hinton, Alberta, and I started Sleepy Mountain Consulting in the spring of this year. I took my infant sleep consulting course through QC Career Schools. Um, they're an Alberta or a Canadian company, and I started the course because of COVID. Uh, my daughter was sleeping really well, and I was getting really um, overly stimulated by the media and by not being able to see my family and friends. So I just needed to pour my energy into something and I just wanted to learn about sleep a little bit better. I never thought that I would um, make a uh, business out of it. I just wanted a little bit extra information um, that I could help my friends and my family and my dog. So then I decided that I would just make a little business out of it because I really enjoyed it. I loved the course. Um, I found it so interesting and all my girlfriends are having babies and um, I just thought that I would kind of go with it and I started slowly over the summer. It's a little bit hard with COVID and not being able to meet families in person and meet their babies and go into their homes and see the nursery, but it's worked okay. And now I'm back at my part-time job at the, um, with Alberta Health Services. And so it's, it's a fun balance. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, we sleep trained my daughter um, and it worked out really well for us. She learned some really cool sleep habits and independent sleep and I just wanted to learn a little bit more about the history and the business aspect mm. of it and I find it really interesting and it's fun to talk about and yeah just kind of went from there yeah so we have some questions for you are you ready <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> all I right I I'm gonna so. do, we'll just get right into it the exam starts now no <laughs> Yep. Got your papers <laughs> ready. Number two pencil. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, so like I've had lots of struggles with my daughter sleeping and then I've, I've heard lots of different things on the web and stuff. So it's kind of great that you're here to kind of explain things a little bit better. And I know what parents at home would be really appreciative of it, of it too, because there's so much information out there. So just some clarity and would yep. be really great. Um, one thing we hear about a lot is sleep aids. So what are your thoughts on like sound machines, soothers, bottles, like loveys? Like how do you introduce them, take them away, all that yeah. fun stuff? <laughs> so I find the term like sleep aid or sleep prop can be negatively associated, which a lot of aids and props and like things like soothers aren't negative. Um, you can use things like sleep sacks or books or a bath as sleep cues. So to mm -hmm. let your children know that, hey, it's bedtime. We're going to start wrapping up playtime and dinner time, and we're going to move into sleep time. And so things like sleep sacks, white noise machines are amazing. Um, if they're used properly, they're wonderful. You want the noise to be playing throughout the duration of the nap or the sleep that abrupt like stop if it's on a timer or on mm -hmm. batteries and if it stops in the middle of a sleep cycle can disrupt sleep for sure but um white noise machines are great soothers are also great soothers are actually they've been proven to decrease the chance of SIDS so mm -hmm. I know that everyone has this fear that they're going to have this toddler running around with a soother and there's some negative associations with it but as an infant 
um, as a sleep aid, it's, it's actually wonderful and it's heavily promoted by a lot of sleep consultants. Now, it is difficult to often get your child to transition to not using a soother. Um, one really cool way I've seen around Christmas time, if you have say an 18 month old or a two year old that you want to transition out of using a soother, I had a really close friend that um, mailed in quotation, mm. the soothers to Santa. So it was like in exchange for Christmas gifts, um, your soother is going to go to Santa in this padded envelope. We're going to put it in the mail together. And it was a bit of a transition. Like, where's my soother? I want it back. I don't care about gifts from Santa, but it actually worked really well for this family. Mm, Um, So kind of in a way is a bribe, but in a way it's like teaching your child, (laughs) well, you're, you know what, you're going to trade this soother and Santa's going to bring some gifts and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. So there's always going to be transitions with taking away something like a soother, but it's manageable. I feel like if you do it in a way like that, like the Easter bunny is going to come take the soothers or there's so many different ways you can do it. But um, as far as lovies go, like that would be more of a blanket or a bunny um, or a bear. Um, So health Canada recommends an empty crib or bassinet until one year of age. So we always try to push like, don't introduce anything like that until you're of age. A lot of yes. kids will um, grasp onto things later on, like after a year, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like at that point, they can roll over, they can pull things away from their face. They're not always putting things in their mouth. You can kind of rationalize with them. So after a year of age is when um, Health Canada recommends introducing pillows or blankies mm-hmm. or bunnies. So before that, an empty crib is usually the safest place. What about, like, I struggle now with bottles. Like, she's not on a bottle. Like, she just takes a sippy cup of milk to bed. Right. Yeah. And how do I get out of that? Because, like, that's her sleep. Like, it's either me or that. (laughs) Like, she doesn't have a lovey. She's never taken a soother, (laughs) never took bottles. So, yeah. And that's a tough one too. They kind of get this dependence on it and they start to then associate it with sleep. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you can, you can time it and it's, it's going to take time and it might be a little bit of a struggle, but it'll be gradual. So say for the first night, okay, she gets her bottle in bed. The second night she gets four minutes with it and then three and a half minutes. And so you're gradually taking it away. So you're not going to get that. I mean, if she's at the age where she's going to be throwing some tantrums or quite upset, you're not going to get that maybe big tantrum where she's not going to sleep and then she's overtired. And then it's just this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. So we kind of phase out the use of these things. So yeah, one nap can be five minutes. You get, she gets it and then four, and then you can kind of fade your way down to, okay, you get it for a minute and then it's over and then it's more of a gradual transition for them and not this like mind-blowing taking it away cold turkey yeah 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 very cool I mean it's up to you you can do it cold turkey but it's a it's a battle (laughs) yeah and she's like super strong and independent and she will tell Mm. me (laughs) so yeah 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 tell you off she will yeah fading that kind yeah. of have it out can be a really good way to to get rid of it completely if you want I like just a few minutes at a time very helpful <laughs> I Thank see you, you writing notes so. yeah. I am 
I need this. <laughs> um, I think I have like a part two to that question. Uh -oh. um, it's like, how do you feel about like feeding to sleep? Like for new parents, like this is probably where for me, like where that milk bottle came in to go to bed is like, I for fed sure. her to go to sleep. So how yeah. do you feel? So yeah, once, once your child is about four to six months, their sleep starts to mature. So they start to associate things with sleep. They're way more aware of their surroundings. And so kind of the one recommendation that most um, sleep consultants will make when you start to, you know, get them in their own crib or move them out of your room or um, kind of advance things a little bit is you want to put them down, ready for bed, sleepy, end of their awake cycle, but you want them to be awake. So my professional opinion on um, feeding to sleep would be to, to try not to. Um, once your child gets a little bit older, I mean, what, when they're a newborn, that's not something that you're worried about. You're worried mm -hmm. about feeding them, getting yeah. weight, dirty diapers. You're worried about yeah. just like having them thrive. Yes. And once you kind of get used to each other and into the three, four or five month, um, it's something that you really want to try is put them down to sleep awake. And that it feels wrong at first. At least it did for me. It was like, well, why wouldn't I put her down in her crib sleeping? And then she can just continue right. to sleep. But if you do that and then they startle themselves awake or then they wake up and they're in this whole other atmosphere um, mm -hmm. and they can't get used to their surroundings and take it all in. And that's part of learning how to sleep independently is looking around and okay, I'm okay in this surrounding and I can teach myself to sleep. If, if you continuously put them down sleeping or almost sleeping that startle reflex will get them and mm -hmm. then it's that much harder for them to teach themselves to go back down wow and that actually like makes so much sense because so many parents out there you know like you take your kid for a drive they're in the car seat they fall asleep yep. and you're like okay shh, like god yeah, yeah, it's like a time bomb yeah 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 they startle awake and you're like no starting <laughs> yeah. over and then in they the don't go back to sleep. Right? Yeah, like right. in the long run where they graduate out of that six months, seven, eight, out of infancy into being a toddler, being put down or being put into bed awake and then learning to teach themselves how to sleep mm -hmm. is just an amazing thing for them. It's such a, it's not a milestone per se, but it's incredible because then no matter where they are, they can teach themselves how to sleep. And then if they easier on vacation, if we ever get to go on vacation ever again, <laughs> um, at parents' house, daycares, it just is so much easier on everybody if your child can independently sleep. I have a question. When and how do you transition to a toddler bed? This is something that I haven't experienced yet um, with in my personal life. I have a almost 15-month-old, so we're kind of getting to that point in the new year. But literature kind of says that anywhere from 18 to 24 months, you can start that transition or when your child starts to climb out of the crib or can climb out of the crib, becomes pretty, pretty hazardous to have a kid that can climb out. And I've seen videos of kids as young as like 11 months that are agile, and like these little gymnasts that are popping out of the crib. Um, so literature says around that time when you feel like you can't keep your child in the crib anymore is that's the right time to start the transition into either a bed without a rail or a toddler bed with a railing um, there's a lot of variations of that how do you transition them into a bed 
I'm 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 more so, looking, I'm gonna get there soon. So <laughs> yeah, you want to have a a really good routine established by this point. So you want to have your bath time if you can bath every day, your book time or or light playing story time. So you want to keep every single aspect of their evening and day before naps the same so that you're not changing a whole bunch of of things. So I would never try to switch to a toddler bed while potty training or while Mm -hmm. taking the sucky away. So you want it to be really consistent with your routine and everything else you do. Mm -hmm. And so some parents, I was just reading some um, like real parent reviews of what they've done. And it seems like putting the mattress on the floor is one of the better ways to transition, then you're not having that worry of like that flail off to the side and Mm -hmm. then your child is falling out of the bed and then waking themselves up and then they're not going back to sleep for hours. Um, And another thing that a lot of parents are saying is that if you let your child pick out like the sheets and the pillows and maybe the type of bed or some stickers on the bed, it gets to be more of like a, Hey, you can do this. Why don't you go sleep in your hockey sheets or your Batman sheets? And so it gets to be more fun. Yeah. It gets to be more of this, like, Hey, I get to sleep in my big boy bed and I get hockey sheets. Um, rather than like, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to sleep and you're not going to get up all night. So I think if you have a really good routine already and you make it kind of fun and Hey, you got Batman sheets from Santa. Why don't we change your bed around? And if you feel like they're really ready to get out of the crib, um, I feel like it'll go okay. But if you jump the gun, it's always okay to go back into the crib. Hmm. It's not going to be detrimental to to your child. If you just maybe don't feel like they're ready, if they're scared from having, you know, they go from four crib walls around them to nothing. Um, it's always okay to go back for a month and they change so much in a month that even four weeks you can start again and try again with adding it to your routine. I guess kind of along that then, like, what do you think of like the Montessori school of thought? Cause I like looked into that. I learned about it in school and yeah. I think it's like as early as three or four months, they're putting babies like on a mattress at floor level and then they have like a little soft like rug beneath them in case they would roll off or they put like a bit of a hump at the edge. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think of that? Cause then there's no transition essentially. Right. And so, yeah, you're, you're getting rid of that transition, but again, in my opinion, and my opinion is definitely not the end all be all. I'm a first time mom, just like other people listening. And I'm a fairly new sleep consultant, but I have to kind of go with what health Canada recommends and health Canada recommends that an empty bassinet with a fitted sheet and a firm mattress or a crib is going to always be the safest place for your infant. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it in a way where you're always trying to avoid that overtiredness, right? You're always trying to avoid that fight in the middle of the night where your baby is so overtired and they can't sleep and you haven't slept for four days and you have Mm -hmm. to go back to work. You always trying to avoid overtiredness. So I feel that if your child is yet sleeping on a mattress on the floor it's probably fairly safe they don't have like a big fall if they do roll off but if your child wakes up in the middle of the night and can crawl and there's all these distractions in a room Mm -hmm. because you're you're rarely going to put them on a mattress in an empty room it's not it's just not going to happen so there's all these distractions like dresser knobs and um, like baskets say or carpets Mm -hmm. they're so easily distracted 
that I just don't feel like it's going to give them adequate sleep that they need if they're crawling around the room in the middle of the night. And sure, like you might have your monitor, um, you might be laying awake in the middle of the night watching the monitor, but it's just not, it's, it doesn't seem like it's conducive to really, really restful sleep. Well, and it makes sense because I know too, what they also recommend is like mirrors and they would put like a mirror at that same height of like right. the mattress. And then if they wake up in the middle of the night, they can distract themselves and like look in the mirror, <laughs> but it's right. exactly what you're saying. So it's like, okay, so they have this like piece of exploration. Sure. Like I'm sure that that's yeah. good for other things. And yeah. I'm sure if they wake up like at nap time during the day, yeah, they can distract themselves with a mirror. That's probably fine. But like you were saying at 3 a.m., like yeah. <laughs> laying there distracted by the mirror, like it's probably not the best night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I didn't really look into and I didn't think about doing with my daughter. We don't learn a lot about it in our sleep consulting course. Um, so I would love to hear from a family that it's worked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to that find have, one. I, yeah, I, know some, I know some people that kind of like half do Montessori. Um, I know like yeah. going all in is pretty difficult because yeah. it's a very simple yeah. approach and people yeah. love some aspects of it, but then they still love the colorful, shiny toys and all right. the like beautiful things you can have in a bedroom. And that's the opposite of what the school of practice yeah. is. Um, but yeah, I think like it would be interesting to hear from someone that's actually like wholeheartedly went into that yeah yes. I would love to hear that and how it went and how they did it yeah I'm sure um it may become more popular if you're really like dreading that change from a crib into the bed then I guess it's a way at the beginning to kind of do it slowly but it just doesn't seem super conducive to everybody being safe um mm-hmm. as safe as possible and yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> Um, another one's kind of similar, but, um, co-sleeping, what are your thoughts and how, like, if people are going to do it, how would they do it safely? Like, cause I know it's a pretty controversial sure. topic, but yeah. yeah. And I've talked to some families who with their first child, they're just so overwhelmed in the middle of the night or a flu gets the whole family. Um, and it just kind of happens. They don't plan on on bed sharing. Um, When you say co-sleeping, I think of sharing the same room. That's kind of the terminology Mm -hmm. that we use. Um, So you like, you have the bassinet in the corner, but I think what you're talking about is bed sharing, right? Yes. Is you're actually in the bed. In the bed with baby. Yeah. Some people choose to do that. I definitely recommend not um, doing that. Again, Health Canada recommends that the safest place is in a separate bassinet or crib. Um, that being said, if if you have to or if you want to, there's a few things that you can do to make it as safe as possible. So a firm, firm, firm mattress. I would recommend a firm mattress and not like a, a pillow top or like one of those mattress toppers you can get from Costco or yeah. definitely none of those. Um, it's really heavily recommended not to do it with preterm children um, mm-hmm. or any children with real health concerns that you would worry about um, having trouble breathing during the night. Mm-hmm. Um, one parent only is the safest way to co-sleep or to bed share. Um, you just get more than one parent in there and unless you're in a king bed, it can get quite tight. And I don't know if I thrash around at night. My husband doesn't, but, um, 
one parent is what they recommend and no big comforters or pillows. So one pillow, something to keep the parent warm. So not a bunch of blankets and a bunch of pillows. Um, no animals. We sleep with our pets, but my daughter doesn't sleep with us. So I just as minimal as possible. If it's something that you have to do, um, you can be safe and again like no drugs alcohol sleep yeah. aids for the parent yeah um, you have to try to be as awake as possible if it's something that you have to do with your child well and as awake as possible like I can't even I'm hyper aware all the time yeah so like if I if there was an infant in my bed I would be not I wouldn't sleep it'd be like yeah. I can't move like I <laughs> I know yeah. roll and over onto what? it it works for some people. Um, you kind of hear that the child sleeps okay, but the parents don't. Um, but you, I have talked to, to people that it does work for. And with with breastfeeding and that initial, like, holy smokes, I have a newborn. I'm up all the time going into their room or I'm getting them out of the bassinet. And I had a C-section. I can't be lifting all the time if my husband's away working. Some people it just really works for. And if, right. if you can do it, it's not recommended, but if you can do it, do it as safely as possible. Yeah. So I, I did co-sleeping or bed sharing just yeah. because like for me that it was just easier that way. Right. Um, but yeah, we did research and to see how like we could do it as safely as possible. So yeah. like, yeah, like we tried our, our best, but yeah, it is hard. I did not yeah, sleep like hard. very well at all. She slept yeah. great, but uh, yeah. Yeah, like you, she like flinches or breathes and you're like suddenly awake. So yeah. I totally get that part. But yeah, you yeah. have to research for sure how to do it safely if you're going to do it. Yeah. Are night terrors a normal thing for young children? And what causes them to know much about like night terrors? Is that like a common occurrence in, in little ones? You know, like a real true night terror is a lot different than a, a bad dream. Mm -hmm. uh, like a night terror, the children often stay asleep mm -hmm. um, and they can wake up screaming and sweating and thrashing, but they're still asleep. So an actual true night terror can be passed down in your family. If say your husband or yourself or the grandparents had night terrors, um, that can get passed down. Um, versus a bad dream, which is like they watched a weird cartoon and their, or their imaginations just run rampant as they become infants. To have a bad dream, they often startle themselves awake. Um, they're awake, they need some soothing. So if you feel like your child is having a bad dream versus a night terror, definitely offer some consoling. If you feel like they're awake, you see them on the monitor or you hear them um, go in if they're just having a bad dream you know, tell them that you're there if you can rationalize with them at all. As far as an actual night terror, um, they're not that common in children and you really don't want to wake them up. Um, so how we were taught is if you feel like your child is having a night terror, if you can recognize it as a night terror, they're sweating, they're freaking out in their crib or bed, um, they're up, they're standing, they're crawling around. The best thing to do is kind of to let it run its course if it's a true night terror as long as they're safe you don't want to wake them up because that can startle them even more and then have them remember it most children don't remember night terrors um they'll wake up in the morning maybe not as rested but they won't have this like long-term effect from a night terror and they are quite rare um it is said that if you feel like your child is having consistent night terrors like 
one a week, one a month, even a couple of year that you should talk to your family physician. Um, cause a true night terror can be very scary for parents. Um, and they just, you want to make sure they're safe. So if you feel like your child is having consistent night terrors versus bad dreams, mm-hmm. speaking to your doctor is, is very important. Okay. That's similar to like not waking up even an adult that's like sleepwalking kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And sleepwalking and night terrors can kind of run together. Like if you have a husband that walks around sleeping, um, your child can actually be prone to that versus having a bad dream because they watch like a cartoon or, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if they're having nightmares, offer some consoling, you know, verbally through the door if you have to go in and say hey it's okay you're gonna be okay but a night terror is is a little bit different and quite a bit less common yeah um I think we have a final question and this one I think is asked a lot so I'm sure you'll know the answer uh (laughs) what is the ideal bedtime for around like each age group like is earlier better later I go to bed at nine I go to bed at 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot different. I mean, it's hard to tell every single household seven o'clock needs to be bedtime. Some dads or moms don't get home from work till 645. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard. You don't see your kid then if you're working 12 hour days, if you're in healthcare or out in oil and gas. Um, So that's a struggle for a lot of parents. If dad works out of the home, they're gone in the morning they're not seeing their kids if you're putting them to bed at seven. Mm-hmm. What we recommend with sleep training is really trying to get to that seven to seven schedule. So even infants and babies need a regular wake up time to, to regulate their biological clocks. So if you're going to choose eight, you want it to be 8 a.m. every morning. You don't want them to sleep until 10, throwing their routine off, and then your evening is going to completely fall apart as well so it's hard to say what exact time is best around 7 seven thirty-eight is what we recommend um, as long as they're getting the adequate sleep they need through the night so if you're putting them down at eight but have to drop them off at the day home at 6 30 that's often not enough sleep for an infant or a child in late infancy to get during the night so you will have to be really aware of their wake times as well if their last nap Um, say they wake up at 4.30, but you're not putting them down until eight and they're only seven months old, Mm -hmm. that's too long of an awake time. So it's it's hard to say this is the time that needs to be every night. Sometimes it has to be 6.30, sometimes it can be 7.15, as long as that last awake time is preserved. And that is all dependent on age. Okay. So it's like on a 12 hour kind of like seven to seven, eight to eight would be like ideal. Yeah, just so they're getting the adequate rest through the night. And then it also depends on their day sleep. Um, If they had a great two naps during the day, you're not going to want to extend their bedtime just because they slept really well during the day because night depends on day and day depends on night. So you want to kind of aim for consistency being best. If you choose seven, you want to stick with seven. You can start your routine about 90 minutes before that. And you want to shoot for the same time every single night. I know things get in the way, like other caregivers or teething or illness. But if you have a really good, consistent routine, your bedtime will be a similar time each night, as should your wake up in the morning. And I think that's similar to adults too, right? Totally. Yeah. Similar to me, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
6 p.m. I start going to bed. <laughs> Draw yourself like winding down. down. Yeah. <laughs> Awake at 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that routine yeah. is just the best thing you can do for your child. You mm-hmm. can start it from the day you come home from the hospital. Um, a little song when it's time to go down, a sleep mm-hmm. sack, um, white noise. You can do, you can start right from the beginning with a routine. I created a zero to three month sleep aid that I find is, it kind of goes through that. And, um, I was hoping to, to get it out to as many new moms as I can. It's like a really good gift for a baby shower or like, here, you're still in the hospital. Here's this document. You should read it. Right. You work at the hospital. You should do that. Yeah. I should just like slip it under their door. Slip it in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I, I created it and I'm happy to give it to whomever or however to get it out for free. Just It's just a good reminder that a routine is just like an, a wonderful addition to your day. When mm-hmm. it makes total sense. Like, you know, if the first thing you thought of getting home from the hospital was, okay, how can I make it easier for my baby, but also myself? No, like, to have a routine down mm-hmm. would probably alleviate so much stress, like moving through those first few months. Later on, yeah. 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 And anyone can follow your routine, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we ever get back to the point where people can come (laughs) to your home and help you with your baby, uh, it's it's great. You can put it on the fridge. Like this is what we do. This is how Mm -hmm. they sleep. This is our day. Um, And it's just little things that really help. Mm -hmm. No, that's all awesome. That's cool. Yes. Well, that's all of our questions. And that was awesome because I feel way smarter yeah uh, like from when I started this I'm like I'm a sleep genius <laughs> I'm a professional sleeper well you can come to my house and help me out now well yeah. can't really come over but still no I can't come she, can, she can stand on your porch yeah oh yeah you can, I can through, the through the windows yeah, yeah. yeah. Abby get to bed yeah <laughs> but thank you so much Shauna yes And we will definitely include all of your links um, that I have with our podcast and then people can check you out Mm -hmm. and uh, get some help with their sleep and children's sleep. Yes. Children's sleep. I can't help you as an adult. Well, I can help you sleep if your baby's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much. You guys have a great day. That was really fun. Thanks. You too. Talk Talk to you soon. That was really great. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Have you seen or listened to a sleep consultant before? No, never. No, no, no. That was my first like real real deal this is the ins and outs of sleep Mm. I honestly I I'm sort of surprised I mean not I'm not surprised about the Montessori yeah um because if you honestly like what she had mentioned makes complete sense because if a child's waking up on a mattress floor level rolling off in the middle of the they're gonna play they're gonna play with something Mm -hmm. and not everybody doing Montessori is sticking to everything that Montessori is about so Mm -hmm. When I think of Montessori, I'm like, the room is completely empty. Is, yeah. Like the mattress is on the floor. You have like a sheet on the mattress. And that's There's it. a soft blanket or not blanket, a um, rug to like fall over onto if they roll off the bed. And then usually you just have like low to the ground furniture and like the few very simple toys safe that they would play with. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think like, 
the idea of Montessori is very attractive to people because it's minimalist. It's mm-hmm. what, it's what's trending. Like yes. the idea of like, Ooh, just this minimalism, not needing to have all this stuff for my baby. Obviously like that would also be a lot cheaper to not have mm-hmm. to go through a bassinet, a crib, a toddler bed. Like if you just went straight from maybe just a bassinet, that's like a basket carrier for like the first few you can do boxes boxes people have done that drawers like mm-hmm. and yeah. then right on to a twin size mattress that they're gonna have until they move out forever of yeah <laughs> like you know <laughs> so I mean it makes total sense and mm-hmm. how attractive it is but as long as people follow it to the t it's not yeah. gonna have the outcome which is hard exactly totally hard yeah so I totally I get that and I never yeah. really thought of that like that never crossed my mind like oh they're gonna wake up and be distracted because mm-hmm. I was more just thinking like oh they're safe if they roll off or whatever. yeah didn't even yeah didn't occur to me about the distractions yeah because I remember when Abby was little like she would wake up she'd crawl around her bed and stuff like like she still does that she'll like wake up in the middle of the night like last night she's like hi like let's play <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's two in the morning. So no, let's go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, she still does that. So I can definitely see the distraction, especially like when they are young and they're learning those new skills, like of crawling around because they want to practice, practice, practice those skills. Yeah. So if they wake up in the middle of the night, they're going to practice crawling around, which then right. they'll lose out on sleep. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally, totally get that. I still feel like I would give it a go. Yeah. But yes, but only because I I think it's it's just the idea of like not having to have any stuff uh, that's like super attractive to me. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. I'm not a he- I I just don't like colorful things to begin with. It like drives me bonkers. Any like toys that light up, I'm just like throw it out. Like I <laughs> like even as a kid, I was just not interested in that. Like I had my ponies, mm-hmm. I had like maybe three or four little horse toys. And maybe that just comes from not having lots of money. Like we yeah. just didn't have stuff. So yeah. I so just had basics. Yeah. My basics. And it's like, you know, and I liked it and I got to play outside a lot. And we, you know, we nature play was like mm-hmm. huge for us. Yeah. So we were tired and then just went to bed and we didn't have distractions. But. Yeah. Cause you're tired. So we did have some stories. Oh, yes. yes we but did. before we dive into that, I did mm-hmm. want to share and I'll just show my phone screen so that everyone watching and then I'll read it obviously. So if you're listening, you know what I'm showing, but we got a message on Instagram of a lifesaver for sleep. So it is the little elephant who wants to fall asleep and it's an mm. audiobook. Uh, apparently it's been a lifesaver for some people. This is what it looks like. A little elephant who wants to sleep. Okay. So that was sent to me. This is an hour and 17 minutes, chapter one. Mm. So I think that I'm, I'm assuming it's getting children too bad, like kind of like a meditation. Mm, I might Um, have to download that. mm -hmm, But like Shauna mentioned, I don't know if it ends abruptly. Yeah. Cause I, but maybe I'm thinking like bedtime routine, like when it ends, it's bedtime. Yeah. So maybe you're awake, you started at six. Yeah. You know, like if your bedtime seven, you start the chapter at six, your kids falling Mm -hmm. asleep, maybe you're sitting there with them. 
Um, but yeah, so apparently that's, that's a good one. Um, so just, but I'll have to try it out. Yeah. Try it out. Let me know. I'm just thinking back to Shauna. Is that seven to seven? Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with like, she'll wake up at six someday. She'll wake up at seven some days. So like, it depends. Mm-hmm. So like every day I'm almost like pivoting. Yeah. Changing what you're doing. Yeah. I, yeah, so. I know that like, I've heard parents say that they like leave their child they like don't give them the attention I guess so like if they want them awake at seven and the kid is at their door at six it's like please go back to bed like it it doesn't but I know that's so hard like it's hard when you work too right so and then I'm like, well, do you know what? I should be up at this time to get yeah, ready for work. I guess. Like, <laughs> you're now my alarm clock. Yeah. So then I usually will adjust and like, she will usually go to, for her nap earlier and then I'll put her to bed earlier. So mm-hmm. that's been, it's been working, but I think we still have work to do. So I'm also at the point where I'm going to try to switch her bed over because maybe right. that will just give her that independence she always is looking for. And is she in a small bed now? She's in a crib still. Oh, okay. She's two. So I'm just at that. She doesn't try to climb out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I know you're safe in there and you can't get out and play with your toys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, when do you do it? Right. But I think she would really like it because she is so independent. Can we talk about <laughs> adult sleep for a little bit for a few minutes anyways? Yes. Like I know lots of people struggle for themselves to go to sleep like mm-hmm. I don't know I've I personally have never had a problem falling asleep <laughs> I, I am like, a sleep master I yeah I just do my little routine and I hit the bed and I'm out like out yeah cold. the so. only time I find I struggle is when I have like something happening the next day mm-hmm. like I found through university I had trouble sleeping especially if I had like an exam uh, yes. the next day or like a deadline was coming up and you're worried um, you're gonna miss it I'm worried I'm gonna like miss a flight. it and then I'm almost like see I used to be bad with travel mm. I used to have the worst travel anxiety uh yeah. way better now I mm. don't know what I did to grow out of that but um my travel anxiety was always like really weird uh, for like no reason I would mm. just be like nervous about um the airport in general like the okay. It wasn't the travel. It was like the process, like getting, mm. am I going to get to the airport on time? Am I going to have something in my luggage that, like, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, like, where did that gun come from? Right. <laughs> like, and you know, and, and now like, I know I'm over it because I had mustard in my carry on <laughs> and they confiscated my mustard Ooh. and I was, and the security was like oh you can't have that and I was like oh I'm sorry like it's really good mustard and I also just didn't realize that it would be considered a liquid like I just wasn't mustard. thinking about it yeah um and he's like yeah no we have to take that and my biggest concern was is it gonna go to waste like mm. are you throwing <laughs> Can it out I eat it really fast like are you gonna eat it yourself but they donated it to the local like fire hall Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, take my mustard. Yeah, yeah like, I'll, I'll do, I'll donate. <laughs> for the firefighters. Sure. Yeah. I meant to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I would like have restless nights. Like I wouldn't sleep before mm-hmm. travel, but that's gone away. Um, mm-hmm. Now still though, it's like a deadline, a test, um, something that's just kind of like a big. Like a stressor in your life. Yeah. It would be uh-huh. like, I think stress inducing for any person. Yeah. Um, but that's the nights that I struggle to sleep. 
Yeah. But typical nights, like I really enjoy rain sounds. Levi has always mm. got like rain sounds or like rain hitting a tent, like that kind of. Yeah. Um, and he finds like a nine hour long YouTube video. Okay. Um, personally, I would let the whole nine hours play. Uh, he just goes to the last hour so that it shuts off because he says that if he plays a sound all night, it will wake him up in the middle of the night to hear mm. the rain sound. Hmm. So I guess it depends on. So his was kind of the opposite, but I mean, yeah. not a baby. So obviously yeah. it's startling him. It's just kind of like, oh God, I forgot. To That's still on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like all but, the TV is still on or mm-hmm, I forgot mm-hmm. to turn something off. Yeah. But I, I do would, find I wouldn't mind that sound all night. But. Yeah. My uh, sister, she always struggled with sleep and mm-hmm. then she started using a, a sound app. Mm-hmm. sound machine app and she's been like slept a lot better because of it like and then you you can fine tune it and pick a sound like there's like dryer sounds and like a hair oh. hair dryer I don't I don't know who would want to listen to a hair dryer all night but I'm where sure were that, you in your life that the hair dryer is soothing maybe you like, work at a hair salon or something or maybe your mom was a hairstylist oh, and worked at a maybe. hair salon and you napped there I don't know <laughs> But there's options. So right. like, I think that's like super helpful and like bedtime routines, like, like Shauna was saying, like bedtime routines are important for kids, but I think they're also really important for adults. Like just mm-hmm. to like get your body used to that, like, okay, I'm going to wash my face or I'm going to brush my teeth, like just to unwind and then mm-hmm. go it's to like bed. The decompression mm-hmm. so that you're not going to bed with like all the weight of like your yeah. you. Yeah. What's your, what's your bedtime routine? Um, well, I used to have a really good one, but after Abby, I now it's just like I pass out on the couch a lot of the time. So I should, I need to be better mm-hmm. and just go to bed earlier. But mm-hmm. I'm also struggling with that because that's my me time to right. sleep on the couch. Right. Sleep on the couch. Well, but, once she's asleep, you have a few hours, and yeah. that would be your me time. So yeah. Yeah. So I do yeah. like that. And like, sometimes I, I like, I don't always fall asleep, but it's just like, even like getting your pajamas on, brushing your teeth. Like I go around and turn off all the lights, check mm-hmm. the door, like just mm-hmm. those little things for me is like, oh, I know like everything's like all my senses are turned off. Like for me that, I guess that would be my bedtime routine. Get my pajamas on, get into bed, check on her. And then I guess maybe that's my new routine, I guess mm-hmm. that I've never really realized, but before I was like, wash my face and like um I don't even remember because it's so long ago but like yeah. it, it probably dragged out longer but now it's just a lot shorter we do have a couple stories do you want to oh, dive yeah. into those yeah okay let me to read yeah to read sure. yours first me okay yeah you right. first. okay <clears throat> you don't know this one I don't no <laughs> I like I, I like did. that I'm just like surprising you with these do you know what I think at the beginning we're like we'll tell each other all the stories and then no do you know what it's better this way because this is fun it's more fun mm-hmm. yeah I don't even remember the one I sent you so mm. all right my daughter had the same blankie since she was a baby just a simple white muslin cloth is that how you say that muslin muslin, muslin? I don't muslin know muslin right cloth either. Um, I say muslin because of like muesli bread. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what that is. <laughs> um, <But> okay. okay. <laughs> My foreign coming out. When she was almost a year old, it went missing. I must have thrown oh, it in no. the wash, forgotten that it was there. I think it ended up in the trash because I was so <sighs> torn up. It was so torn up. My boyfriend likes to toss things without asking. 
anyways no <laughs> anyway she puts anyways. anyways um that night I had the hardest time putting her to bed obviously I grabbed another cloth and it didn't work she wanted nothing to do with it let's just say the next few nights are rough and we're both still pretty upset with her dad haha um yeah yeah I'm sorry sorry she's sleeping on the couch you you threw out what yeah you better be gonna go hunt a new one down that exact one you go into the dump and finding yeah like yeah torn up or anything like no that's hard because like you want them to like be attached to something and have that lovey but you also like it's hard like if you only have the one so like a lot of parents are like take if you find one like get multiple mm-hmm. like if they have a bunny or something like buy three <laughs> but they, like does that work though will will uh, sometimes depends okay. on the child but um a lot of them it's okay but it's like it's like the feel of it right like if she had tried a different blanket that blanket's not going to feel like her blanket mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. not her blanket it the smells wrong this, I, I chewed on it the corner with, like the smell and probably the texture of like yeah the rough yeah. edges or she probably yeah. had like, a rip in it or something yes yep the tag oh. mm-hmm. I had a I had a dolly I don't I don't think I had her when I was like really little I think it was more so like when I was like maybe four or five I'd have to ask but mm-hmm. I had a dolly I still have her like she is torn to pieces like she's got like just a piece of fabric for her head like her whole head fluff is gone oh. my mom has sewn and re-sewn and re-stitched like pants like she made like new clothes because it was just so torn up but I still have it like she kept it but like I, I brought that thing everywhere yeah like, that was like Dolly had to be in my bed mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a story here too okay this is the one you don't remember but you will yeah, I don't start remember. reading I will. it yeah all right um We've been successful using a sound machine with each of my kids. They all like rain sounds, so just like Levi, or storm (laughs) sounds, and it helps drown everything else out. I feel like it helps them focus on what they have to do, sleep. Started using this sound machine as soon as we moved them from their bassinets to their cribs. It's really helped with the routines and signals bedtimes for them too. I, I totally agree with that. It definitely signals bedtime and helps them sleep. I turn Abby's on for part of her her routine too like I'll put it on turn her lamp on and then read books so yeah I guess especially if you're turning it on like only at bedtime yeah yeah like it doesn't you're not running like it you use day. it during nap uh, yes I do oh, okay but um so anytime she goes to sleep I use it just as like it, this is time to sleep now yeah gotcha and we'll turn it off gotcha but yeah yeah no I really like sound machines too and I like, I don't know if they had them so much more when we were younger, but like people used fans and stuff like that mm-hmm. a lot more. I remember an old friend, she like, even as a teenager, she would always uh, bring a fan wherever she would yeah. sleep over. Oh. Like, I need my fan. It's like, do you have a fan? Like that's like, if she was staying at your house, she's like, do you have a fan? I'm not oh, sleeping without one. Turn a fan on. That's yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, like no matter where she went, she wasn't going if there was no fan. Hmm. But like, so like that was her sleep aid. And like back then, like I never thought of of those things, like a sleep helper, but totally. And like, I think more so fans were normal 
not so like commercial um sound machines like you can get now at any store so right exactly or an app no and like a fan too that she probably maybe had like a ceiling fan going mm. also yeah. right like yeah that, that helps me sleep too like I do like that hum mm. I used to talk in my sleep a lot when I was younger mm-hmm. I still probably do but Brandon just sleeps so hard that I I don't think he realizes um but I would sleepwalk every now and then too like but for me I know like I know what's going on in my head like I'm basically acting out my dream right and I know that I'm like moving around and doing this but I can't stop myself gotcha so I remember them Hmm. So I don't know what this is called, but I remember them, but I just can't stop what I'm doing. And I'm like full out in my dream. So like for one instance, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I got up out of my bed and this was back home. Like I was maybe a teenager or something or young teen. And I opened up my bedroom door because I had to have, get my blankets out into this spot which was in the hallway so right. I had my blanket like rolled up in in my arm then I like, peered out my door and my sister was like standing there like like what is going on and then I like she like left and then I like ran out put my blanket in the hall and like left but then I like would go back to sleep and like wake up and be like, what is going on like, so just where's like my blanket yeah where's my blanket <laughs> and I remember like standing over my parents bed them like being like what are you doing I'm like I just need socks <laughs> like, oh. give me some socks and just like leave so like I can talk and like and then okay, I remember weird. so it's like your wakeful sleep kind then of I remember doing these things and they'll, they'll be like you were doing that I'm like yeah because I'm like I don't know why but, but you remember them yeah yeah and then like at my That's grandparents different. one time that we yeah, they had a spare room for me and my sister that we shared. We each had a, our own single beds there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were sharing a room one day and then I was just sitting up in the middle of the night at the end of the bed. My sister woke up like just dark, like moonlight coming in through the curtains, just <laughs> so me sitting there. And then she just like wakes up like, are you awake? And then I turn like, yeah, I'm awake. Oh, <laughs> like I would have left snap. the room. And then she's like, she's scared. Like she's like, yeah, <laughs> like how you were like, uh, I've no. been gone. Like my heart yeah. was beating so fast. Like, yeah. and I couldn't move. I was frozen. Yeah. It was yeah. like that. I, I think that's her too. Like, yeah. is she going to kill me right now? Like, yeah. and then I would just lay back down. Right. But then I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Like, <laughs> then I act like, yeah, but yeah. Um, so those are some of my yeah, sleep. I think sleepwalking, it's terrifying. I think remembering it is something completely different. Like I would really love to know more about that because that's crazy. Yeah, even well, I guess now too. Like sometimes I'll wake up and like have to be like searching. Like I'll be searching for Abby mm-hmm. in my bed, but then I like come to and I realize okay, like she's in her own bed. Like stuff like that. Like I'm like physically moving. Yeah, I just always wonder. Like you know, a kids absorb everything their brains are insane like they're growing and absorbing everything and learning and so I don't remember like my dreams as a kid or like what I experienced sleeping as a child but just hearing like it's important to like not interrupt their sleep in the middle of the night with like sound and like hearing those things kind of like okay so much should must be going on because it sounds like the main concern is like do not interrupt 
sleep, yeah, like a get sleep a pattern, cycle. get a cycle going, like get mm-hmm. a routine. Get routine. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously sleep is extremely important and yeah. it's going to affect how like their day goes, obviously too. It affects like, how everyone's day goes. That, yeah. It's kind of like drinking water, right? Like you're drinking yeah. water today, you're hydrating for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So like tomorrow, if you're dehydrated, you can blame yesterday. Yeah. So like, it, it's kind of the same sleep and drinking water and just all yeah. basic things. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to just think like, you're invincible. Like, I don't need to sleep. I'll be up all I think night. we all do. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like, now, no, my sleep no. is precious. Like, yeah, no, you could not, I would not trade sleep for anything. Yeah. Like, sorry, it's like, bedtime. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's my bedtime. Yeah. I know. I hardly look forward to bedtime mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Every day. So we're coming on, like it's December 28th. I know. The Can new year. It? Can you believe it? The new it? year. I can't. I didn't think we'd make it. <laughs> it felt like forever. We're not gonna make it. <laughs> I know Did that's not know? how that song goes. <laughs> but it's close enough. But that's for this that's year. my version. Yeah. We're not going to make it. We made it. it. We made it though. We did. Well, we have a few days. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> not <But> that wood. <laughs> the next time we get together, mm-hmm. we'll oh. be talking about things you do in the new year, like resolutions mm-hmm. and goal setting. And uh, yeah, so we'll have a bit to talk about, but um I kind of want to wrap up with just telling everyone how to reach Shauna. So the sleep consultant that we had on Shauna uh, at Sleepy Mountain Consulting. So you can find her on both Facebook and Instagram at that handle. So Sleepy Mountain Consulting. And that's Shauna, infant sleep consultant with healthy sleep solutions for all families. Um, so you can send her a message, set something up. If you need help with sleep in your house, um, don't think that sleeping should come easy. It doesn't. And everyone it's a skill. It's a, it's a skill. Some, some people would differ, beg to differ (laughs) sleep. I guess you can approach it anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sleep is natural. It's also something that you have to work for. Mm -hmm. So that's all from us yes we're signing off we're signing off find us through anchor.com you can find all of our audio platforms we're on spotify we're on google podcasts we're on oh geez pocket cast i can't there's like a list of five or six we're available we'll put it on after it'll be on after um youtube of course and if you want to submit anything you can text 517-7055. You can email edsonparentcafe at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram at edsonparentcafe or on Facebook. You can find us through the community services page, Town of Edson Community Services. Um, We're everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you want us to be. Just reach out, answer the polls we post or the questions Mm -hmm. on Instagram, interact with us. Um, we love hearing from you. I love getting random texts from people I don't know um, <laughs> about the relevant topics. And <laughs> yeah, need yeah. I say more? Just Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
let's enjoy on 2021. Here we come. Here we Whee! come.